Hey homies, it's Michelle Bennett, graphic designer, turn marketer, turn interior decorator, and apparently now podcast host. That's right, peeps. I selfishly started a podcast so that I would have an excuse to pick the brains of designers, decorators, and industry experts so that I can get to the next level. And the best part is you guys are coming with me. All right, guys, I'm here today with Veronica Solomon. How are you doing, Veronica? I am doing great. I'm so happy to be back. I know. I was like, I'm like, you know what? It's time. I think it's like, this might end up being like episode 50 when it goes live. So that'll be a fun little... Oh, yeah. I love those little milestones. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so thank you for doing this. I know... Well, we all know like you're busy, so I appreciate any freaking time you'll take to talk to me. Okay. Here. Hold on one second. Hello. It's it's my UPS guy. He's cool. Of course. I think he came <laughs> last time we talked. <laughs> He's always got something no, showing up. I don't know. I'm always here now, which is not it's, it's 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 a it's a good thing. <laughs> I love it. I'm not editing any of this out. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I don't know if you remember, you fully had a UPS dude come to your place last time we chatted. <laughs> really? Yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. It's an everyday occurrence around here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so today we're not going to talk about anything, like, we're not going to talk about one specific topic unless by some crazy chance the first question I talk about ends up taking an hour. But I just have a series of a few questions that have been like pain points in the last little while for me, and also a question that... Somebody in my Facebook group has asked a few times and when she asked it, I thought, you know what, that's something that I'm like find awkward and struggle with too. So hopefully we'll get to that. But I wanted to start with, um, so my experience, like when I first reached out to you, I had said to you, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to make this podcast like a, a hope podcast and make, and I wanted you to kind of bring yourself back to those moments of like struggle right early on which I know you're always open with but um and I do want to do a little bit of that today too but I also do some more specific things but I actually had um somebody direct message me something and they were saying you know this and this and this went wrong and they were just so down and I was like oh man I I have so been there and I'm like truth be told like I've been there a lot this year and you're just like everything in you kind of wants to just be like, why am I doing this? So I'm curious, like, have you had that happen to you, Veronica? And, and does it still happen? And can you share some of those experiences with us? It happens every day. Every day, you, something happens where um, you actually do question um, if this is your calling, this is your purpose, is, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? And if so, why is it so hard? Um, and um, there is nothing that said this was going to be an easy journey when I started. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I didn't accept that in the beginning. I, I thought, okay, I, I'm a self-employed person and I should have the freedom. I should do whatever I want. But the reality is because it's your baby and it's what you've invested in and it's what you want to see grow, 
it's harder than if you were working for somebody else. Cause at the end of the day, working for somebody, you just go home and you don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, this week, for example, I had an install and about five different things went wrong and <laughs> it would have been so easy for me to just completely lose it and um, blame everybody else. But I always have to kind of go back to, okay, at the end of the day, I still have the freedom that I I was seeking. I still make the money that I desire. I still um, have um, great resources. I I still, you have to go back to the good things, I suppose. But, um, and you have to always remember that you were, well, for me personally, I know that this is what I was called to do. I know this is my purpose on earth. And I always go back to that. And so when the days are difficult, like they were, you know, at my install, I just kind of have to take a pause and, um, and reflect back on really why I'm doing this. So yes, it, it's not easy for me, even to this day, with all my systems in place, with all the structure that I've established, because we have to rely on so many different people. It, it's very difficult to, 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 to control what others do. And things just go wrong sometimes. That is way out of, they're way out of your control, but you just have to know how to deal with them and not let it take you out of the game, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. What about like, Early, early, like, let's go back to like, you're going on a year 11, I want to say now. 12. 12. Okay. Uh So like, let's go back 10 years ago. (laughs) Um, And when these things happen, right, you were probably undercharging, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. So, So not only is everything going wrong, you didn't value yourself enough to get enough money to give you that kind of warm fuzzy. And maybe also there's, was there ever a period of time where you felt like my bank account is not, is not in a good place right now. So you're just kind of like, you don't have all the positive that, that you might have. Like, have you been there? (laughs) Yes. So uh, in the early days, um, I had to go work for other companies. So my business was side hustle for a long time for the Mm -hmm. first, I'd say four or five years. It was actually a side hustle. Um, probably eight, nine, 10 years ago, I filed for bankruptcy. I was bankrupt. I could not pay my bills. Uh, I could barely keep the roof of our heads. I could barely feed my kids. We were eating ramen noodles (laughs) every night. Ramen though. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, I'm sure you probably hate them now, right? I know. Well, boxed mac and cheese, you know, we would have yeah, that. For- there's always so much of that you can do in your day. Okay. I know, exactly. And um, it was a necessity for me to go out and hustle and, you know, I, I was raising two little kids and it was just incredibly difficult. And so, yes, I understand the struggles, but you, you cannot just kind of give up on your dream because it gets difficult. And that's what kept me going through because I knew... I knew at some point, and if I'm being honest, I think it took me longer than most designers because 12 years and, you know, getting to this point, some people get there in five years, some people get there in 10 years. But um, the way I did it, I I guess I took the long route, but um, there's always struggles. And in the beginning, it it was crazy. I was losing money. I was giving away time. I had no confidence. Um, I was afraid to go into homes where um, the the, the husband was present because I was intimidated by men. Um, it, It was just everything that you can think of that it's scary to a young designer right now. I, I went through every single thing. So I'm curious about, um, do you suffer from like, maybe not as much anymore, maybe you still do, but I know, I do know that you've done this because you've shared it before, but like, can we talk about comparison and 
any struggles that you may have had with that and how you've dealt with that? So comparison, I didn't necessarily go around comparing myself to other designers, but there are times when, when, you, when you're actually knee deep in the struggles, you do sometimes just kind of look at somebody else and wonder what are they doing that I'm not doing because I'm working really, really hard and why is this happening for them and not me? So, so yes, I have gone through that. I, I remember so distinctly and I've shared this story with my group and many designers before where I literally took to my email and sent an email to a pretty high level designer, yeah. which that took some balls, yeah. balls, man. And I just said to her, dude, why are you having so much success? And I'm not. And I, and I congratulated her. I was happy to see that she was getting her millionth <laughs> feature in traditional home or whatever magazine it was. And that day I was like feeling extra down and I was pulling that magazine out to feel good. You know, and somebody else was achieving. They were they were at the height of their career, and I wasn't. And um, for a moment, I I guess that was jealousy, but it was more like crying out for help. I I I wouldn't because I felt good for her. I I I congratulated her, and I was genuinely happy for her. But I was wondering, why not me? So yes, that comparison comes into play, and um, you have to kind of get to a point where you realize that you know what it is going to suck the joy out of you. It's going to suck the energy out of you, and you your energy is better spent doing more productive things that's going to pay off in the end. It's so true. And it's, it's interesting. Like, why don't you, um, because I think that we do a lot of this, this comparison thing. And um, I also think a lot of us are seeing these, you know, what seems to be like overnight designers, like, you know, your studio McGee, who seems to have built this insane freaking, um, empire in what appears to be like five years or other designers and look I I'm like to be as honest as possible I'm very good at saying like well you know if I'm not achieving it as fast as somebody else then that means I'm less than right but for you um maybe share with everybody where you think or remind because again I know that you've shared this before but it's like reminding people where do you think it started to happen for you? Like how many years were you hustling and struggling before it started to feel like things turned around and you got, you know, you started to get, I guess, the visibility that many of us want or the projects we want? It's recent. I would say about within the last four or so years is when I really started to see my business take a turn. And um, I was making a profit for once. I'd say four or five years. Um, I, I lost money. And some years I looked at, <laughs> I looked, I, it's almost as if I was buying my clients the projects. I was spending <laughs> my own money. I mean, that's really what it boiled down to at the end of the year because I was spending a lot of time and a lot of times the budgets weren't there and I would um, still try to produce whatever, whatever I promised them. So, you know, I'd go into a client's home and they wanted this gorgeous living room and it gave me like $10,000. And by the time I finished purchasing accessories and, you know, I'd go back and tally up the total and I realized that, oh my gosh, I had um, projected, um, you know, a thousand dollars for accessories and I spent like $2,500. Where, where did that money come from? Well, that came from my pocket. So, um, oh, and so- you wouldn't build them out. eh? you would just say, well, shoot, that's on me. Yeah. I mean, back then I was like scared to go back and, and bill. I was just like, oh my gosh, I already promised them. I can't just go back and say, okay, well, it's no longer 10,000. It's now 12,000. Oh, I so feel that. I kind of 
lot of money issues to work through on my own as well. Cause you know, I, I grew up poor money was a big deal for us. And so, um, I had to get past that, but, um, it's within, I'd say four or five years that I started really turning a profit. And, you know, each year I, when I saw that for the first time that I can actually make money doing this, it just fueled me. It lit a fire under me. And then I just started to make it a big deal where money became the focus of my business. And there's nothing wrong in making the focus money the focus because what it does, it helps you to get more clients in and to be good to the clients that you do get. So, um, so yeah, it was a big motivator because I was losing money all over the place, you know, years and years ago. Totally. I do that still to this day where I, I've started keeping track like a spreadsheet where, I mean, this is like obvious, but I wasn't doing this until recently where I did like a real formal analysis of like how much money the client paid me for services, how much my markup costs were, how many hours, but also like an area where it's like things that I ate the cost of <laughs> so that I could actually identify, you know, how that was impacting that actual project. Cause I still do that where I screw something up and I'm like, you know what, I'm, I want to have some integrity. And if I told them that this was going to cost this and that's what they paid for, I'm not going to flip on them because they could have, if something ended up costing more and I screwed up, I would have told them that and given them the option to decide yes or no, not like, Oh shoot, we already ordered it and I screwed up. So yeah, this has happened to me many times. Um, I'm glad you talked about the financial thing because um, you're a big reason uh, that I realized that this business could be more, I went into this business, this, you know, I started this just hoping I could at least pay my bills, you know, um, and not work for the man. And then I talked to you and, and you shared so many amazing insights that allowed me to realize like I could do so much more. And that's also why, I share that kind of side of things on, on my end too, because I want to do that for, I'm like, somebody told me this and I want other people to know this too, because as soon as you open your mind up to it, it's really quite incredible what can happen. Um, so, okay. I, I think that's just very, um, important for people to be reminded because I think like with social media now too, like, it's just, it's just like we're living in a place where it's like everybody's just curating their feeds. Like even me, like people are saying things to me, like, I don't know how you do it all. And I'm like, I'm not doing it all. Like I promise you. So I think it's so important that we can hear like, that's just not, it took a long time for some of us to get there. Some of us are going to get there quicker. That doesn't mean somebody's, you know, better or not better. Right. 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 I mean, I get that a lot. You know, Veronica, how do you do so much? Well, because I have two grown kids and I don't have a husband and I go home and I ordered, I order from Uber and they bring my food to my door yeah. and, and I, I roll up into bed like at 11 o'clock and I'm on my iPad and I'm like doing marketing stuff on my iPad and it's like pleasure for me. Right. Yeah. I have a life and I'm okay with that actually, but <laughs> it's different for somebody else who have, you know, three little kids, depending on them. And you have to go read them bedtime stories and you yeah. have to kind of give your husband some action or whatever it is. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> different, I'm at a whole different point of my career than somebody else. And I'm, yes, I'm motivated. I'm highly motivated because now um, I have lofty goals and I will do whatever it takes to get to my goals because I know that it's all me. It's all on me. I don't have like somebody else to fall back on if, if, if I fall short. So I'm 
I'm extra. I put in a little bit extra, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So that's why it's so dangerous to compare yourselves to somebody else. And I know social media makes it so easy and so much more visible for you to see what other people are doing. Yeah. You don't realize what is behind what they're doing. You know, I'm getting features here and there and people are, you know, and everybody's happy for me and it's wonderful and it's great. and, And I really do appreciate it. And it humbles me all the time. But, you know, some people will sit there thinking that, Oh my gosh, Veronica um, must be doing, you know, no, I mean, it's finally paying off. All of the years of what I was putting into it is finally paying off. Somebody's finally taking notice of what I was doing years and years ago. And so you cannot, you have to put in the work as well because nothing happens overnight. And I I find that, you know, people want to get, you know, take the shortcut and, you know, me and people like me and you, we, we, we have our groups for a reason where we want to share resources and share what's worked for us, but you have to go through your own path and your own journey to get there. Oh my God. It's so true. Um, are you familiar with the Enneagram? No. What's that? Okay. So it's a personality test, uh, thing. Okay. So I just recently heard about it and I'm like, I am obsessed with learning everything there is to learn about this thing. But it's, it's basically, um, that every person falls into like one of nine personalities and there's varying levels of healthy within that personality, but it's all basically just Every person has like one basic fear and they, um, anyways, this is like, I literally just learned about this and I, and I'm curious what number you are, but I think I know what number you are, but I don't know enough about you because the other thing too, is sometimes what other people see isn't the true, like, mm-hmm. because we put forth a certain, we, we, we are protecting our egos all of the time and all this stuff. But anyways, um, three is, was my number, which is the achiever, but and it sounds great, but then when you learn about it, it's it's like every single one of these numbers. Are you, I'm curious I, if you're into this sort of thing. And for me, it's like, it now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because like for me, this has been like a year of really trying to figure some of my shit out, like in my head, um, because it's just like problematic for me. So, anyways, and something has just led me down this path, and it's just very interesting because. Um, it's supposed to help you kind of understand like certain things that you do, whether they're healthy or not healthy. And then it's supposed to like you identify those things. And normally what happens is you learn your number and you're horrified and you're like, Oh my God, no. And it's kind of like, you're totally on display because it just tells you the core of like who you are and why you do certain things. And it's, and it doesn't make anybody look good. Like every number at its core just sounds horrible. And like, we're all horrific people. But, um, but anyways, the whole point is like to get a better understanding of like how you interact with people and how to interact with other people based on the numbers. But anyways, all of that was to say, like, I feel like you must be a three, which I also am. Um, which is like an achiever. And it's like, you can be a workaholic and, um, but look into it and, and let me know if you do look yeah, into it. Let me know. And, and let me know if you're horrified by it because there's good and bad things about it. And, um, but there's also a way to be a healthy version of it and a not healthy version of it. Uh, but yeah, anyways, that's, that was that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's just, it's so true to what you're saying because um, people do also like you put, you, you get what you put in too, right? Like you have set goals for yourself that you take seriously And you're not, whereas other people sometimes are like, oh, they're like, oh, it's not working. But they're also like, you're like, are you doing everything you can be doing in order to make this work? And are you, and at the same, and it's not, it's okay to not to as well, right? Like, I mean, 
at the end of the day, I think people should just be the best version of themselves. I know it sounds cheesy and cliche. No, I, love and I just it. kind of figured out me. I figured out, because it took me a, a, a while to be, you know, I know it sounds like it should be an easy thing. Like you should wake up one day and just know who you are. No. But when you have so many, yeah. When you have so many different things going on and with social media telling you who you're supposed to be, it's hard to figure out who you are, much less what you want. And so once you figure that out and nobody's opinion about you or whatever people think or do or say will not factor into the equation whatsoever, you just go on your path and you do what you feel like you are called to do or led to do or whatever power you serve. I mean, that's everything that I do resonates from that. It comes from that. It comes from the awareness that this is my calling. This is, you know, I need to share this with others. I can't just like, keep it all to myself. And I will work hard to, hard work is not a problem for me because that's how I grew up. That's what I saw around my my father. I hardly saw my father growing up. He was always working. And um, that's what kept the roof over our heads, even though it was a thatched roof with leaking every time it rains, it was still a roof. Yeah. um, You know, I mean, I look back on those things and I, I have appreciation for all of the little things that brought me to this point in my life, the good and the bad. And so when you go through life and um, you're, you're just kind of following what other people say and you, you, you're not sure who you are, you're going to be swayed by every little thing and you, you don't have a solid foundation. Um, and it sounds all woo-woo right now. <laughs> no, I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, and people like, oh, Veronica, you know, you, you, maybe you're working too hard. No, I'm okay with that. Trust me, you know. And some people, they want to achieve some of what they see me achieve, for example. And then I will see them post something on their Facebook. I was watching Netflix all night long till morning. And I'm like, yeah, I was doing something for my business at that point. And so that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying people should just like spend their, their, their time working, working, working all the time if it's not them. For me, I've made it, I've, I've, figured out a way to make my work pleasurable for me. I figured out a way to make, um, the, you know, my work something that I enjoy doing. Every, it's not every day I enjoy doing everything about my job. I, I, I hate dealing with freight companies, for example. I hate <laughs> trades people, for example. But um, there are certain things that I love doing. I love working on my marketing and my graphics and you know, messing with my website every once in a while. Just things like that, that I know will move me forward. I I will do that on my spare time because guess what? Otherwise, I'm just sitting there watching TV. Yeah, there's sometimes where I think like, like, go to the gym, Michelle. Like, and then I I don't want to, and I think, well, like, what else am I going to do though? Like, I'm just going to watch TV. Motivated to do. (laughs) No, but it's the same thing, right? It's like you're like, do you know? Oh, I could watch TV, or I could do some marketing, and you know, I can. I could also watch TV and do some marketing at the same time if I wanted to. I try to make sure that um what I share in my Facebook is like legit and I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything and make myself look like I'm rocking it. It's been a rough year for me as far as like finding, whew, okay, I'm winded. <laughs> as far as like, I set a set a bunch of criteria for myself as far as like, you know, cause it like I was rocking it, you know, the last few years. But what was happening was like, I was also like juggling more clients than I wanted and that was starting to be a problem for me because it was overwhelming me. Um, and I wanted to be more inspired by my projects, so on and so forth. So anyways, I, at the beginning of the year, I was like, okay, these are the types of clients that I want and da, da, da. And then, so what started happening was I was getting leads. Leads were not those clients. And then I was saying, I was handling my discovery calls all wrong, but I wasn't open to like working with them. So I was like basically like scaring them away. 
Now though, it's like, well, I got to pay some bills. <laughs> I got a mortgage to pay for in this reno. So I'm like, okay, I need to go back to like, how do I work with these clients in a way that doesn't like, I don't hate my life. And e-design, I do not enjoy e-design. I want no part of it. So I'm like, what can I do? So you know what I did? I went to Veronica's website <laughs> and I got inspired by like some of the stuff that you, the, the stuff that you had. So what I did was I built out like some, you, you had listed like power sessions, which I really liked because I used to do back in the day, like what I called mini makeovers and they were basically power sessions. Mm-hmm. So I thought that's really cool. So can you share with everybody what, cause you have, they're the same amount of time as a consultation, but they're called a power session. Can you um, explain to everybody kind of what those two services are? And I mean, whether you're selling a lot of them or, or, and whatnot, but how you would approach them differently. So power sessions basically is really targeted to um, solving a specific need for the client. So it's, it's, it's not a consultation for the general um, consultation where you're looking to um, do a full service project. So it's, you know, you're, kind of walking through the whole house and, you know, looking at everything. Power sessions, we're focused on, okay, so I need to purchase a sofa for this living room. So we're, we're literally sitting there online and we are sourcing a sofa for the living room. So we're looking at the dimensions and what fabric to go with it. So it's really um, solving an immediate need that a client has right there in their homes with them. And then, of course, they take that and run with it. And, and I'm not managing anything beyond that for them. So that's really what they are. And it could be anything. It could be anything targeted that they're trying to, to solve in that moment in time. So that's all it really is. I, well, that's cool. So, and you also, do you do um, project, you do pro, project consultations, full service. So it's like getting the scope, bouncing around ideas. Do you also do consultations though, where there is no project, where it's not very specific, but you're just going around to give ideas? Yeah. So, um, in fact, a lady, she walked in, she found me on, um, Hudson Valley website, the lighting company. Oh yeah. I saw that recently. And she, um, you know, we talked and after talking to her, I realized that she could, she, she is not a client that I would love to work with just because in terms of like a long-term project because she is a type of she enjoys the shopping she enjoys the thrill of the hunt and um I could see that that would be a conflict for for us and and I was very honest with her we talked about it I said to her I even encouraged her that this is something that I I would not want to take away from you see that you enjoy this aspect of you know furnishing your home so keep doing that but what she needed from me um she needed to get somebody else's opinions on the things that she was purchasing. So she booked a consultation, went out to her home, beautiful home. I mean, her, I mean, I was actually like, why am I here? Um, you know, I could see why I was there because, you know, it was missing some key things, but the things that she had already invested in were very good looking things. And so, um, I, I, again, it confirmed the fact that, you know, she is not going to be a good client for me in terms of yeah. the fact that she would be like sourcing. She knew some of the same vendors. She was calling off names like Caracol and Bernhardt. And I'm just like, okay, she's very familiar with this industry a little bit too much for her. Yes. <laughs> you know, she'd be behind me like, you know, shopping and I don't, I don't do that. No. So, um, but we, but, but it did not weed her out. It mean, all it meant is like, I'm going to work with her on a different level. And that level was, okay. I'll give you some ideas today while I'm here. So for the two hours I was there, I helped her figure out a, a floor plan for her um, TV room. She, she had um, um, 
put in a, a, so, a sectional that was too big just because her husband wanted it. And we figured out that that needs to go somewhere else. And then she tried to engage me after that. So after the consultation, I did send her a floor plan. I don't typically um, follow up with a floor plan for most people, but for her, I did. Um, and um, then she wanted to hire me on for more things. I told her, yes, I can work with her on a designer on call type service where she can block out five hours, 10 hours, however many she needs. But all we'll be doing is um, I'll be just giving some second opinions on things that she's going to go purchase on her own. Because again, she, she likes the purchasing. I don't want to um, have somebody yeah. um, you know, trying to purchase behind me. So um, she hasn't responded back to that email because she only sent it like this. We, we only talked um, like on Tuesday, I believe. But um, Again, I am the, I'm of the firm, firm belief that I'm in business to make money. And any contact a client has with me, I am going to try to see it to the end, to the point where I realize, okay, this is absolutely not going to work. That's why I have so many different services, because my services are designed to work with every personality, to work with every client. Because you know what? I am not saying no to business because I remember the days where I was kicking down doors, trying to get business that never came. Uh, I, I started my business during the recession and I'm telling you, I was going door to door, me and my kids in the hot Houston summer heat, trying to get business. And um, I refused to fall into that um, luxury, snooty, and I'm not saying others who do it. Um, let, me, let me back up by saying if that's your thing, absolutely be, be, be okay with that. I'm not saying anybody else should do what I do. But as a business person, every contact a client has with me is a potential for me to make money in my business. And so I welcome them with open arms and find a way to work with them until I realize that, okay, maybe this client just doesn't get it or this client is just not going to be a fit for whatever reason. Um, if there isn't a service that matches what she wants, then I'm moving, then, then I'll, I'll, I'll say no, but right. I can work with anybody who comes my way. And you know what? That's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like I thought, I'm like, you know what, Michelle? You totally jinxed yourself. You got a little ahead of yourself. <laughs> Get over yourself because, yeah. But, okay, so and I, so you basically, in order to identify, because, correct me if I'm wrong, consulta a consultation, uh, let's say you were doing a consultation only, you knew there was no service, mm -hmm. but you were doing a consultation is um, cost less than a power session, correct? So the power session only happened, like they can add additional two hours to the consultation. Let's just say somebody called me in and they wanted a consultation and we did not really define what service would be appropriate for them. They probably wanted full service when they contacted me. And I go out for the regular consultation and then during that discovery, um, we figure out, okay, maybe she just needs something resolved at that point. If I can resolve it during those two hours, absolutely. Sometimes I have an additional two hours behind that and I don't have anything booked and maybe we can continue with a power session. And so we do that or we book it for a later date and I go back and I do that. So that's kind of how that works. Oh. I back that same afternoon. Okay. So, so it's never like somebody calls you and you're like, you know what? A power session is for you. It's more like we're booking you a consultation and then right. we might do a power session after. 
Right. Absolutely. And they, they they understand that, okay, we may be able to do it that day or not that day. Cause I mean, and it depends on the client. Cause if I'm sitting there with somebody for two hours and you know, it just doesn't feel like we're accomplishing anything or whatever, I may say, okay, it sounds like you need a sofa. I can source that for you in this time block. And that's when I'll offer like a designer on call service and say, okay, you need, uh, in, you're in the, you know, book five hours with me and I will source this sofa. Now I will tell you this because of the level I am at right now, uh, most people, people that once they call me up for a consultation, we're pretty much either um, doing that consultation and then moving right into a full service project, or I'm doing like an e-design project for them where I give them the plan to run with. It's, it's not very often that we end up doing the power sessions or those smaller type service because um, they usually want so much more from me. Right. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm very good at um, selling. <laughs> I'm yes. selling people what they actually need. I don't like just sell, you know, the blind man at TV. I sell people what they actually need. So if I go into their homes and they think they want this, I will help them figure out that, no, maybe this is what you should have instead. And that's upsell for me. And the client gets what they want. And they're spending a little bit more money than they thought they would. But at the end of the day, they're getting exactly what they want. So I always look for that opportunity when I go into somebody's house. Okay, cool. And um, so... When you approach a consultation, and this is something I've had in my Facebook group, a couple of people are like, oh man, I'd kill to be able to, to do like, to, to tag along someone else's consultation, right? It's so like, we're always so curious on like how people approach it. So, okay. Some, let's say you did a consultation only. How do you feel like you do, do you do this? Or do you feel like sometimes you need, you wish you had where you have to like, manage the expectations of what can actually be accomplished. So for me, I go into these consultations. If they're, if I know it's probably going to be consultation only, I feel like I'm constantly worried that I haven't given them enough for the value of it. And like, they expect more. And, and I, I, I believe a lot of this is my own like mental, I'm a perfectionist. So I, I feel like I have to give them every single detail or otherwise, like, what was the point? But but the truth is you can't do that. So how do you approach consultations in a way where you're giving them as much as you can, but like you can only tell them so many things and like how in depth do you go for each bit of advice that you give? Well, the first thing you want to do is make sure you tell them ahead of time what usually is involved in a consultation. That gets you off the hook like 100%. You, okay. You're no longer on the hook for anything, okay? So on my website, it says that once they pay the consultation fee, I send them a welcome letter and it outlines all of what's going to happen. Now, I'm flexible, so it doesn't mean we're going to discuss every single thing on the list. It doesn't mean we're going to discuss... Exactly. You know, we, we it, you know, I kind of roll with it once I'm there. Um, but I always make sure that I'm giving them some value, giving them some ideas. I bring my paint color swatches with me just in case they need me to leave them a couple paint colors. But the fact that I got out of my office and got into my car and went to your house is the value already. Okay. And I'm, you know, I'm helping you um, over a certain hurdle. The hurdle is that you don't know the next steps probably, or you don't know what you don't know, Mr. Client. So here I am telling you that what you need to focus on right here is your living room and your dining room, if that's where you spend the most time. And if these, this is what your budget is. So I'll help them talk about budget. I'll help um, with um, figuring out what their priorities are. I'll help them figure out... Um, furniture placement. I'll help them um, figure out resources. I'll share resources with them. This is where you can go to look for this stuff. Um, 
a lot of t- and the discovery call for me is a very important piece, but I find that um, a lot of people place way too much emphasis on the discovery call. Um, um, <laughs> um, I made a face. That's why she's laughing. <laughs> the discovery call is uh, it's a great opportunity for you to just highlight who you are about and what you do, how you can sol- help the client solve their problem based on what they're telling you. It's a great opportunity for you to listen to the client and understand what they're looking for. Um, but you cannot make a judgment call. You cannot make a decision about a client on a discovery call. Like most of mine last like 15 to 20 minutes. Like how much do you know about somebody in 15 to 20 minutes? You no. still want to go to their homes and you want to see for yourself exactly what you're working with, regardless of budget or whatever. They'll, they'll tell you budget over the phone. Like last year I had a client who told me that her budget was, I forgot what it was. I think it was like 15 thousand dollars or something to do a couple different rooms in her house by the time we're done we're at seventy thousand dollars okay because i could have eliminated her on the phone and said okay she sounds yeah. in fact she was asking me about my discounts she was saying yeah no designers get discounts and blah, blah blah you know i could have just like okay sorry lady wrong client you know and not go patient but i went because i knew i could give her some value for the 447 dollars that she paid and instead when i went there i was able to talk to her and talk her through like, you need to do all these projects, lady. You, this is how you want to live. So we ended up spending a lot more money than she thought she was going to spend. But at the end of the day, she was extremely happy that I opened her up to these opportunities and these options. I'm getting right. on my screen. Hold on. Oh, uh, Google Chrome. Okay. I'm going to, okay. All right. You're still there. <laughs> we're good. Okay. We're yeah, we're good. Good. Um, okay. Yeah. So discovery call. I did three role playing calls with three people who like, I identified themselves as like, I think I got a good handle on them. And yes, I was saying way too much. So I've definitely learned that one. Um, so now I'm like really trying to like zip of the lip and not go overboard. Cause I am like verbal diarrhea girl. But, um, in the consultation, do you, okay, first of all, I want to go back to the, something that you said, which was that lady, she brought up trade discounts. And I'm sure you've explained this before and I've probably heard people, but it's like everything. We have to hear things over and over again. How did you respond to her? Because interestingly, a designer friend of mine texted me today, a bunch of us saying, and showed us the lead that she got. It said, hi, I'm looking for a new sofa, a new this, a new that, a new whatever. And I'm looking to work with a designer so I can get designer discounts. (laughs) To which... Okay. What's your hot take on that? How would you, would you just ignore that or would you actually? I wouldn't ignore that. I would respond to her and I would say, yeah, absolutely. Designers, we do, we we do get discounts as, you know, because of the um, relationships that we've established with our vendors over the years, it is something that we've invested in. So it's, the discount is something that we've earned. Um, We, and, and I, state my policy as far as I do split my discounts with my clients, my full service clients will have under contract and we can have, I can happily discuss that with you, you know, on a phone call or at a consultation or something like that. So I would not reject that client because they brought up the discount, but I would try to educate them and say, yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean you're entitled to it. So I, I would just find a nice way to say that you're not entitled to my discounts. However, if we are under contract, we I can talk to you about that because my policy is that I do split my discounts with my clients. Clients. But you have to be 
a contracted client, basically. Right. And that's obviously what you said to the lady you were just talking about as well then. Oh, yeah. So that lady, when she said that, that's pretty much exactly what I said to her. And it, it turns out that she never mentioned it. Again. She didn't even bring it up at the consultation. I mean, I, it just kind of went out of her mind, I guess. And um, I, what I did discover at the consultation was that she had worked with another designer years and years before. And so that's how she kind of knew that, you know, designers do get some kind of kind of discount. So it's not like they're trying to... You have to like understand that people, they, they come with, you know, all kinds of information that they, 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 get, they get all over the internet or they're heard from their neighbors or whatever. It doesn't make them bad clients. It doesn't make them bad people. They're not out to get you. What you now need to do is educate them and say, okay, yeah, that's absolutely true. Of course we get discounts. Why, why, why do you think designers are, are profitable? But this is how we handle that. You know, their expenses tied to our discounts, first of all, if you want to get into the whole um, detailed part of it, which I, I probably wouldn't with a client. I just simply tell them that I've earned this discount. It's, it's for my own profitability of my, my, my firm. But however, I do make it a policy to share some of my discount and this is how I do that. But, um, you know, then it, it does not mean that they're bad clients because they're asking for your discount. You just need to set them straight. That's all. Okay. And what if somebody, like you said, had worked with another designer and they said, well, so-and-so down the street gives away their full discount. Well, maybe you should go back to the, <laughs> the designer down the street. I mean, once you've stated your policy and if you get that resistance from them and they're, well, somebody else did that, well, you know, I, I wish we could work together. I, I would love to earn your business. However, I've just stated exactly how I would work in this situation and, um, you know, basically take it or leave it. So yeah. that, you don't, you don't um, fold at that point and just like, oh yeah, okay, fine. I'll do the same thing. That's why it's so good to have processes in place. It's good to have some policies. Um, while I have policies and I, I do pride myself on being a little bit flexible. So like if a client is spending $400,000 with me and then they come back a year later and they spend 150,000, which has happened, I might give her a little bit more discount. I might, you know, give her a little bit more. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I think, to, you know what? Um, I agree fully with that because so I actually took out any speak of the discount because I'm like, I'm going to decide when I give a discount and when I don't because the reality is um, my goal is to give away less of my discount. But if somebody is an amazing client and I know I'm going to be really profitable and you know I want to ensure that they get a great experience or whatever, I don't even know, but I, I would totally do that. Or if I'm like, you know what, I, I just don't want to lock myself into it is kind of the idea for me right now. Um, but, uh, okay, I lost my train. thought I was going to say something else. Um, can we, oh, back to the power sessions. Okay, I feel like I remember this, but you tell me if I'm wrong. The consultation, your consultation costs how much again? Or 47. And your power sessions are... So I think I think they're like a uh, an additional two hours of four forty seven. I-, I don't remember. <laughs> so, okay, because in my head I thought that the power sessions were more, and I was wondering if you could explain why. But I could be remembering that wrong. Yeah, I mean I can pull up my site right now. I just I, basically when I'm creating some of my services, I just sit there in that moment. I'm like, how what, what is this worth to me? What is worth my time? And yeah. usually 
I know for my power sessions, like I said, I don't do a whole lot of them because it's either full service, which most of my projects are, are full service. And then, you know, I'll get some e-design projects in there and just a consultation only where I never hear from the client again. Um, and I have designer on call. I have a couple of clients on retainer right now for designer on call as well. But the power sessions are usually, I, I do, I'd say I do those maybe once every few months. Um, I did one recently with a client. Um, actually, it wasn't recently. It was late late December, um, late, late part of last year. And we met, at, she, her home was under construction and we met at the model home and she, so I could, cause she had the same floor plan. And so I helped her pick out like the sofa and I helped her pick out like uh, some of the tables and things like that, just based on the model home dimensions that were there. And so I charged her for the consultation plus another 447 for, you know, an additional two hours. So, um, so that's how I, I do them. And I, again, I'll make up service just for a client actually. So it's, <laughs> again, yeah, yeah. Anybody who comes through my pipeline, I find a way to work with them. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what service you fall under, but I, we can still work together. Let's here, here's what I'll charge you for that, and I just customize I love it. it. No, I think that's really smart, actually. Um, so, designer, okay. I have a couple more like logistical questions surrounding like the more the less full service type stuff. Consultation. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me see. That's this. okay. All right, I'm going to turn it off. Otherwise, it's going to announce who's calling me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for consultations where you're going in and you're getting, let's say it's, it's just a consultation only and you know you're never coming back so you want to give them great value. Do you write and do you send them something after the consultation of all the notes you took or do you have them write the notes? Like, how do you approach that? I don't ever send, like I just mentioned this one client, I sent her a floor plan only because uh, she had difficulty understanding what I was saying and she knew her husband was going to resist. Oh my gosh. Um, Yes. You sent the floor. Okay. Actually back to the floor plan before we move on and you tell me Mm -hmm. the answer that I just asked you. When you do a floor plan for somebody in a consultation, do you just do it on paper quickly? Do you do it on your laptop? Like, how do you approach that? Yeah, so if I'm at a consultation and, you know, I'm trying to help them visualize something, because I always have graph paper with me. I'm just hand sketching it on graph paper. Um, It's not like a big... Because a consultation for me is not this... Um, oh my gosh, I, yes, I want to give them value, don't get me wrong, but it's not like, oh my God, I have to solve your problem today. It's yeah. really a part of it, and then a big part of it, honestly, is still um, um, gathering information in the attempt of getting a full service. So even though a client will call me in, you know, I think I just need to have you come in for a couple hours and help me figure this out. And if you go and you have a good feeling that this client actually needs a full service, I'm still sending them a proposal. I'm telling them that, oh, I'm just, you know, hey, I feel like I can help you accomplish this a lot faster, or I have additional resources available that you may find useful and you won't, you won't have to focus on it so much. And I will can I send you a proposal? And then you can decide from there. So, I mean, the whole point is not because a client calls you in for X, you have to do X. You, you're there as a salesperson. You're, you're, you're not just um, there to like facilitate what they're asking you for. And so for me, I don't place, I mean, I place a lot of emphasis, yes, on making sure that they get some value out of it because they've paid for that time. But it's also, you know, just giving them some information beyond what they knew they, you know, that they wanted. They it's more than they had before I got there, you know? Yeah. I'm with ideas. This is what you can do with this fireplace. I, I'm not writing that down for you, mister. You know, if you want, you, you, you need to write that down if you want to remember that. Not until we're under contract. I'm not obligated to doing anything other than verbalizing some ideas for you. And that's what a consultation is really about. Do you tell them that, like, you're not going to write anything down? Or am I I'm writing down? I'm like, you're welcome to take notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is me overthinking as I do. Um, so, okay. 
I, I do want to circle back and get you to answer the question I actually asked, but, um, so the, here's another thing I struggle with and it's again, probably something I'm overthinking as I do. I'm always nervous, like, oh, okay, we're going to talk about a floor plan. I'm going to draw you a quick sketch. But I feel like I'm always like, you know what? Part of my full service is me validating the ideas that I had that sometimes like I had an idea and then I draw out the floor plan and I'm like, you know what? That didn't work. So I get really a bit freaked out at the idea of, of giving these ideas without validation. How do you feel about that? And what, what's what I mean, I, honestly, that's what it is. You're, you're supposed to just like spew out anything that comes up in your head at a consultation. And that's why you have to tell the client, these are ideas, these are concepts in my mind right now, and they have to be further developed. So if you okay. want to take that and go, you know, you know I'll help obviously take, get out my tape measure and say, okay, I think you need an eight by 11 rug here. Okay. I think you need the sofa, a sectional. You probably want to make it a left arm facing over here, whatever. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna, you know, you're going to say things like that, but it's still up to them to either, okay, this is still too much for me to do on my own. So let me hire this lady or I'm going to go do some further research based on what she just told me. At least I now know that I, I can fit a sectional here. At least I now know this kind of roughly what size rug to look for. It's way more information than they had before. So right. I think you're, you're thinking too hard about like resolving all their issues in that consultation. Again, yeah. you might be able to. I'm not saying you shouldn't if you can, but that's not really what the consultation is all about. It's really an idea session brainstorming. Let's talk through some ideas and let's get things out in the open. And it should be your grandest ideas too. Things that you really know that they can't do without you actually. Like, okay, let's oh, that's good. on this fireplace over here. Like, where do I get marble? You know, so it, it should be, because you're there at the end of the day, you're still trying to get their business, you know? Yeah. So, and oh yeah, my god ideas all day so long things i feel like i it's like i'm like back to basics over here this girl right here back to basics <laughs> so okay this was oh, the the other thing was um no you do not send the, the answer to the question i had asked and i we might have answered it was like no you don't actually send people anything the next day unless you just decided for some reason you're feeling extra generous and you wanted to or maybe right. they paid for something extra to do that right so, yeah, so this lady, like I said, she I, it was like a 15-minute Icovia drawing. In fact, we had more time left on the consultation, and that's why I felt like, okay, it would be okay to send her like a quick Icovia drawing. It took me 15 minutes yeah. to draw. Got it. Okay, my next question is this, because you did talk about this. You know, a lot of people are like, how do you do it all? How do you, um, do you have like a method for being your most efficient during your week? So I, I could be wrong, but I get the feeling that you work with a lot of clients at the same time. How many clients are you working with right now? Right now I have, I'm presenting to a client tonight. I'm presenting one tomorrow. Just finished an install a couple of days ago and they engaged me for two more rooms. Um, I'm still working on their exterior. Um, I have two e-design clients. I have three clients on retainer and I have two pipelines, um, a kitchen, um, which I'm trying to get her full um, main areas. She, she only talked about kitchen, but I'm like, you need to do the main areas too. Um, so I have that in the pipeline and I have like two proposals out and wow. I, I literally, I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to just like be really honest right now. I don't know how, okay. I, I don't know what other people do in their businesses. I know that I can do all of these projects. 
all at the same time. And this is how I know because I've done it many times before. I am just very driven to get it done. Like I know, I, like today I came in this morning because I, I put together my client's presentation already and we were severely over budget. And I know in the situation, and usually I don't care. <laughs> no, 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 I don't care. I do care. Yeah. But I usually like give them my best ideas and then, you know, we deal with it afterwards. If, it's, if I'm over, we can figure, we can backtrack from there. This situation, this particular client, her husband, whom I've never met, and this is the second time we're working together, he was very, very insistent that this has to be the budget, right? And so I sat there looking at this, you know, his budget was 53000 and I'm like at seventy five, and I'm like, okay, mm. let me, I have like a few hours before this presentation, let me start looking at a couple different options just in case. So I started putting together some other little things um, just in case. And so that's really the only time I do it, just because this client was so like, this is our budget. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Most of them don't give you that. It's like, it's the first time I've had a client that say, this is what it has to be. Right. So, um, yeah. And so w- once that done, once I um, sold this tonight, which I know I'm selling it tonight, <laughs> I'll come back and I'll start ordering the products within a week. I'll just focus on that one client within that week and knock out all of their um, um, purchases and follow up on all of that stuff. And then I'll jump onto the next client. And so that's how I, do. I block out time for one client or I'll deal with two clients. I don't just, you know, when I'm, I'm going out of my office, for example, I, I don't really go out and shop for products. I sit right here at my computer and order all my clients' products. But every once in a while, I do need to go out. I don't just go out today and then tomorrow go out for something else. I'm blocking, like, if I have to go out for something, I'm making sure I have, like, three other things to do in that day. And I just go to all of those three and run all those errands all at once. So I, I've, I've learned, and I didn't even realize I, I was doing that. But as a single mom, mm-hmm. I had to be in, like, six different places at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I learned how to be very efficient with my time and how to, like, be in a couple different places. And so it just became a norm in my business where I can manage all these projects. And I, I promise you that no, I really make a very good effort not to drop the ball. And I don't except when I have to rely on somebody else. And, you know, things go wrong every once in a while. I showed up at my uh, installation without a duvet insert. Um, so stuff like that happens. But for the most part, you guys, I mean, I just do what needs to get done. Because guess what? It's, it's me. I have to get it done. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That no. was like fearful. <laughs> no, it's more like, oh God, I wish I had that in me. Um, so you said a bunch of things that were like, I want to say that was at least eight clients on the go. Right. Varying phases. Mm-hmm. Do you okay, this is do you make contact with each of them every week in one way or another? So whoever is, I have an active project going on for, I am very diligent about reaching out to them once per week to give them an update. So every Friday, I just spend that time just writing an email just to say, this is what's going on. A lot of times, because they're in different phases, all I'm saying is, okay, everything's in or um, some of the things are in. And if there's, a, there, if there's an issue that we've resolved or something, I might mention it. So just depending. It's like really short emails, just, hey, checking in. Um, and then clients that are kind of still out there, like right now I'm waiting uh, there are a couple of pro- proposals out there. I, I will just send, a, I don't send those every week just because I don't want to be a pain. So just depending on how long they've been out there, I'll touch base and say, hey, checking in. If you have any questions, I'm happy to come meet with you again. And that's one time that I'll go meet with a client for free. If I have a proposal out there that the yeah. client is thinking about, I will come meet with you for free. Okay. I'll come sit down and answer whatever questions you, you have. You can come here or you can call me on the phone. So make myself extremely available for those. And so, yes, I do try to reach out to my clients periodically. Um, but every, once you're on the contract and you have an active project going on, I'm reaching out once a week. Mm-hmm. And, and 
from what I heard was you might have eight clients technically on the go, but in any given week, you really try to focus on two. Like you don't try to deal with like five different client things in one week. Cause is that, did I hear that right? It depends on what's going on. I mean, I may reach out to all my clients in one week. Um, but if I, if, if I'm in the ordering stage, like if you just signed off on your proposal, like I'm like tonight, what's going to happen next for the first part of next week, we'll be focused on ordering all her products. And, um, then I will, you know, get the acknowledgements and kind of go through that process. So that usually happens in that whole week, but then I have another client I'm presenting to on Saturday. So I may spend next week working on both of those because, you know, placing orders for both of those because really I'm just writing up my purchase orders and getting online and ordering the products. Got it. Okay. One last question and then we can wrap up. This was a question that I was saying someone in my Facebook group brought up and I was like, you know what? It's the most ridiculous thing, but it's the same thing I find really weird. Becky Lau, and I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce your name right, Becky, but um, she, she's asked this a few times and I'm, I'm talking to Kimberly Selden. I have an interview with her and she told me to ask her too. How do you end a project? I find that it can be so awkward that all of a sudden you've had this like long three month relationship, which is normally typical for me. And then all of a sudden you do the reveal. I might have a few straggler things I need to deal with. And then all of a sudden I have left their lives and I know that it's not the right thing for me to be doing. And I don't know if, but Becky just said like, how do you end a project in a way so that's not- So the end is the beginning for me. And that's what I want it to be the beginning. I'm ready for more projects, Mr. Client. So let's do this. So at the end of the project, um, like, okay, the reveal, you know, we'll sit down and, you know, if there was any outstanding items, we'll talk about that. And um, then I will ask for referrals if I, if I can, if I feel it's appropriate or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I will ask them about other projects. I'm say, okay, so now that we've finished this project, you know, I, I know you were thinking, a lot of times they will mention something just in talking to you. So I always yeah. try to do that um, as well. But I also ask them if it's okay to keep them on my list so I can send them periodical emails or, you know, just updates or anything like that. They're like, so, they, they're so in love with you at that point. They always, they always say yes. So you keep them on, the, on your list and you kind of reach out to them every once in a while. Sometimes I will reach out to clients individually. So I'll send out my regular newsletter or emails or whatever, and they're on that list. But I also have a list of clients that um, I'll send either just to that group of clients that I've actually done work for, or I'm sending it out to individual clients. If I, like last week, last couple of weeks was spent focusing on clients that I've done work for. And I'm just, well, actually some clients that were outstanding that were, you know, proposals were out from like last year or something that I never heard back from or clients that I did work for, for, for last year. I'm sending emails to them individually, like trying to stimulate more, you know, projects going for this year. Cause I'm, I've looked at my pipeline. I'm like, okay, I have a lot going on right now. Doesn't mean that's going to be the case, you know, six months from now. So, you, you totally. know, I'm building that up. So the way I end every project is trying to get more projects. And it usually happens where clients call you back, whether it's right away or somewhere down the line. A big part of my business is repeat business because I'm so diligent to not just like close and they're out of my life now. Um, they're, they're, they're seeing what I'm up to. They're seeing what, what, what's going on. And in fact, two clients, one of them that's out there right now that um, they just engaged me for, for more work. She's building a new house. One of, one of them, she's building a new house and she just kept seeing me posting stuff. And she's like, Oh my gosh, Veronica, I'm dying to work with you again. So you, you, you kind of get them to a point where they're almost like jealous of the yeah. thing. I say jealous in a good way because 
Yeah. They're so inspired by what you're posting that they want it too. And yeah. so they will think of projects just to get you to come out and do it for them. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I tell my, my young designers this all the time, that you cannot just stay under a rock or stay hidden or stay silent and expect, even your clients that have known you and done business with you before, you kind of still have to remind them that you're there and you're ready to work with them again. And so um, the end of a project is just the beginning. You, you, need, you need to kind of do more for them. That's, that's great advice. And, and what about like, if it just didn't, like maybe they just don't have the funds to keep going or you've finished their whole thing. Like, do you just kind of get back in touch a month or every so often to be like, Hey, to make, just yeah. to be like, what's up? Um, do you do that if you didn't enjoy the client? And so, um, if I, if I didn't enjoy an experience with a client, I always kind of look to see where, where I went wrong. Cause a lot of times it's either my interpretation of something and I'm not saying every client is perfect. Let, let me just tell you, clients aren't perfect, but you just have to see the good in people. It, is just, it just really boils down to that. Cause at the end of the day, they represent, um, dollar signs to me. They represent portfolio pictures to me. They represent building my business. Okay. So unless there were hor- horrific clients to work for, and I would never work for them in a million years, I, I could potentially engage them for more work. Okay. I, I, you know, I, I dealt with a couple, a couple years ago where um, I finished their, pretty much their whole house. And then during a conversation, I discovered that they have a beach house in Galveston and I'm just like, okay, well I need to do that beach house, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So they they have not engaged me for that yet, but it's not because I'm not trying. And yes. so one day they're gonna reach out to Veronica for that beach house because they're on my list. I reach, you know, I've, I send them Christmas cards. I send them. I happen to know their birth date, so I send them stuff on that. And you know, so I keep in touch with my client. I don't hound them. I'm not like in their inbox every day, but I I want them to be aware that I'm still here to serve you. Right. Oh, well, that was a good one as per usual. Thank you so much. Uh, I mean, tell everybody where to find you. I know that most people know where, but just in case, like by some chance, somebody um, is new to um, okay. hearing from your story and all that good stuff. Where well, can they find, find you? Me, my Facebook group is what they don't teach you in design school. Um, so if you're a designer, be sure to join that. Um, and um, I send, I have a, um, a group, uh, what do you call it? It's, it's a community. Um, it's a paid community. So it's a, it's a, it's a subscription. You, you join that group. It's $27 a month. It's Veronica Solomon university. It's Solomon with all O's in it. Um, so Veronica Solomon university.com and you can join that community. And basically I provide, you know, a lot of information, you know, access to some of my paperwork that I use, my processes and things like that. And it's a monthly, um, $27. You can join it for as long as you want. You can cancel at any time. Um, but before we go, I just want to mention, I put, just put out an email today because I know we mentioned discounts and I put out my email this morning and it's about discounts and uh, I read it. <laughs> oh, you read it. Okay. I did. Yeah. So it's, um, it's, I send those out every Friday or at least I try to every Friday. Uh, it's really just talking about things in my own experience uh, that what's worked for me in my business. And so at least join my list and you can do that. If you go to Veronica Solomon university.com, you can sign up for the free version of my service and you will get the, those emails every Friday. I get people responding to my emails like Veronica, your email is the only email I open. I'm like, yes, I was going to say, um, yeah, your emails are, very, very valuable. Like you don't, 
you're not trying to like hold anything back, which is nice. Like your, your emails are one of the only emails I read and they're always full of amazing. They're like, you, first of all, I, I wanted to say this to you, you write really well. And I find I, there's rarely mistakes in the copy and you write a lot. And I know you do a lot. Are you just really good at the written word? Well, I mean, sometimes I go back and I do see mistakes. Like I see like this morning, that email, I, wanted to say, I wanted to say, I'm not sitting here um, um, tooting my own horn, but instead I said, I'm sitting here tooting my own horn. That's a complete opposite of, <laughs> that's a complete opposite of what I wanted to say. That's so, hilarious. I didn't get that. Oh my but, God. I was, when I was in high school, I won an essay competition and the prize, guess what the prize was? It was a trip to Africa to um, stay with the royal family. I think it was, um, I don't know, there was a royal, there's a nation in Africa that has a royal, a royal family and I cannot remember which nation it was, but I won, that was the first prize for me to go and I won what? it. My mom was like, heck to the no, you're not going to Africa. So I didn't go. And oh my God. The girl that went in my place, she came in second and she went in my place. She lives in another, um, she lives in a Caribbean island. She just engaged me for work. She wants oh. to, <laughs> to do some projects for her. Uh, she's a property developer there. So uh, we were laughing about it. I'm like, what a full circle world we live in. That's because, <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was very good at writing in high school, but uh, it's not something that I pursued professionally, but I enjoy writing actually. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoy um, the tone of, of the things that you write. And yeah, that's all I had to say about that. Yeah, I feel like a mama, mama hen when I'm writing. Yeah. Kind of giving you something that works. Come on, take it. You don't have to take it, but... Here, here, here's here's some advice from me and it's worked for me. Take it or leave it kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's just very like, it's not too, like it's, 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 it's fun to read. Like it's, you, you write kind of like you speak, um, yeah. like, you know, in a very like not too formal way. Like, I just really like it. Yeah. It's it easy for me to read because I don't love reading. reading them because, you know, they, I do spend some time on them. And no, uh, I know you do. I'm like, every time they come out, I'm like, damn. Like <laughs> they're very long. Because <laughs> my head does this because it's exactly the whole thing. It's like I know she puts so much heart and time into that. Yeah. Um, and I I do that sometimes, but also sometimes I get resentful and I just get overwhelmed and I have to stop. I'm like I can't do all these things. I'm freaking out. And like I know you do that, and then you do your letter for your clients. So this is what's going through my head, right? And and it's again, it's comparison, which I shouldn't be doing. But and there's you know whatever we all it's, you know. Yeah. You do what and you're I, good at, and that's what you got to do. Well, thank you. And before I, I know you, you, we're wrapping up, but it's for me. It's 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 actually I enjoy doing it. So it's a sanity thing for me. Like I have to get these thoughts out somehow. Um, yeah. I have a spouse, and normally, you know, um, most people they download all this stuff on their spouse every night. This is my way of downloading that stuff is on paper, and so I really do enjoy writing. Even though I don't think I'm that great at it, to be honest with you, not anymore. But um, I, I, I like to get it out of my system. Yeah, you know what I'm picturing? Is it kind of like something happens probably in your Facebook group that somebody says and you're like, okay, no, I have, I have thoughts on this. And then you just... Yes. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, again, like my kids, I'll try to tell my kids and my son looks at me like, and he has his headphones on and you know he's not listening, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, like, I know who will listen. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. 
Amazing. So good. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me again. Uh, my pleasure, Michelle. Anytime. Reach out anytime. Okay. I will for sure. Thank you so much. Have an awesome. Right. Is it a long weekend there? No, we have a long weekend. This no, weekend. no. Soon though. July 4th. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Bye lady. Bye. Oh God, such a good one, wasn't it? I'm feeling pretty good about what I'm delivering on this podcast lately. Holy crap. Guys, I was looking at my stats and I'm at like a thousand audience of my audience, which I know it's not a real big deal in the grand scheme of podcasts, but I'd say that's very impressive for me right now. I'm very pleased. So tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, Before I get into that whole spiel, though, I wanted to just kind of circle back to some stuff Veronica said that were my biggest takeaways. And it's really just always looking for the opportunity to upsell. So, you know, not without by being like a sleazy salesperson, but finding the opportunities and things that clients actually need and letting them know that you can do that for them and making sure that you don't leave any opportunities on the table. Same with following up with past clients and doing more than just allowing them to get your newsletter that you send to every single person in your database. Maybe you periodically reach out individually to some clients that you used to work with, see what's going on, see how things are going, but basically never, never stopping that communication and always thinking about your pipeline, which I think is the biggest thing that Veronica preaches. The girl's killing it, but she doesn't ever just assume that she's always going to be killing it. So let's be honest. I think we can all learn a thing or two from that mentality. For sure I can. So another quick thing I wanted to talk about that I touched on was the Enneagram. So the Enneagram is this personality test that I recently found out through an ADHD podcast. So for those of you who maybe have listened to all my podcasts and you know, I was recently diagnosed with ADHD, which just explains a whole hell of a lot in my life. But, um, but this one podcast talked about the Enneagram and just getting to know, anytime you can get to know who you are and why you are and the things that you do and how to be a better person, uh, the better, obviously. It also helps you understand other people and how to interact with others, which, you know, when you're a business, a service business, uh, it's always good to be able to understand what people need and how they communicate best. So all of this stuff... There's a free test online, but I don't think that's as good or as elaborate a test as the one on the Enneagram Institute. I'm going to link it to it in the show notes. And by show notes, again, I just mean in the notes attached to this episode. I don't have a web page for show notes, but it's N-E-E, sorry, it's N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M and is the Enneagram Institute. It's a $12 test. I think it's worth it. And then from there, I just started to listen to a bunch of podcasts, particularly Enneagram for Idiots, which is like, you know, if you offend easily, not the best one for you, but there's lots of other places you can learn about it. But yeah, it's very interesting stuff. I think it's worthwhile to get to know who you are and see if you resonate and figure out what number you are. It's it's not the easiest thing. And like I said, you're going to find out stuff about yourself. You're going to hate and be resistant to and find out like, okay, maybe that is me a little bit. And some opportunity for improvement, let's just say, right? We all have opportunity for improvement. None of us are perfect, I don't think. Well, I'm pretty close to perfect, but I'm not totally there yet. Right, peeps? Um, Okay. Last thing I'm going to say is if you are not following the Real Talk Design Podcast on Instagram, then you should. I just started the Instagram account. That's where you'll be able to hear about new episodes because I'm really going to try to focus on talking about the podcast stuff there as opposed to my design account, my business account. It's realtalkdesign.podcast. If you're not a member in my Facebook group, it's Real Talk Design with Michelle Bennett. 
That's where I go live. I share all of the ups and downs of things going on in my life. And um, then also another new thing I've done is I'm going to be sending out some stuff into your inbox. I'm calling it real short, real sweet. And I'm not trying to bombard you with a bunch of crap you don't want to read. And I don't want you to have to read more than you really feel like reading. And, you know, we all have a lot to do. So every week, I'm just going to send things that have helped me along the way, whether it's motivation, really inspiring quotes that have been revolutionary to my life, maybe five things I'm loving right now, maybe some some software that I think you might benefit from. Maybe it's an article I came across that you might benefit from. Again, I don't totally know what it's going to be, but I promise it's going to be short, the email itself, unless I'm linking it to an external um, source, which is longer. The email itself is going to be short, and I really hope it's going to help motivate you and keep you going along the way. It's going to be basically like all the things that I need in my life that I might actually type up to remind myself that hopefully will help you too. And you can access that by going to michellebennett.com slash real talk and you just submit your your uh, name and your email and then do yourself a favor, check your, your junk mail, make sure you whitelist it uh, because the lot, I just tested it and went into my junk mail. You just need to confirm your subscription and then you'll be off to the races. So that's what's going on. As per usual, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast or any podcast that I've put out there for that matter, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Again, I'm still working on trying to get Studio McGee, Amber Interiors, Larkin Linen, uh, anybody big name that I think I'm going to have a better chance of getting them if they can see how well this, this podcast is being received. I don't need you to go too crazy, leave a five star, say, hey, I like it because Michelle's real, she's broad, she gives it to us legit. I don't know, making stuff up. Whatever that looks like for you, I would be so appreciative. It helps me keep going. It helps motivate me to want to keep doing these. And it's just good juju for you. So why wouldn't you do it, right? Anyways, guys, that's all I got for you this week. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. So, okay. Okay. Here's the deal. I, I, I might have dry mouth. I have a dry mouth situation going on. So I'm going to be drinking a lot of water. And for those of you listening, I, I'm just going to say I'm sorry now. If it's like, if it's going to get caught on the audio, it's going to be horrific if it is, but I really hope it's not. But I'm just putting it out there now and I'm sorry.